KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a brand new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. It's always borderline miraculous when a movie turns out really well, but Lars and the Real Girl crosses the border. It's nothing less than a miracle that the director, Craig Gillespie, and the writer, Nancy Oliver, have been able to make such an endearing, intelligent, and tender comedy from a premise that might have been good in other hands for a five-minute sketch on TV. The premise is this. A likable but withdrawn young man named Lars Lindstrom buys a life-size sex doll on the Internet and falls in love with it. Or rather with her, because he immediately endows his silicone beauty with a vivid personality. Her name is Bianca. She's a missionary from a Brazilian-Danish family, and she doesn't believe in premarital sex, so their relationship will be chaste at the outset. We're glad to go along with the gag, and we're not the only ones. Lars's sister-in-law, then his brother, then the people of his Midwestern town, somewhere up north, maybe in Minnesota. They go along with it, too, although cautiously at first. They go along with it and are changed by it, as they realize that Lars isn't a hopeless nut job, but a good soul in distress. Delightful as the business about Bianca may be, it's only a catalyst for the community's effort to help heal one of its own. Of all the unfashionable things in our crass day and age, Lars and the Real Girl is a movie about kindness. Lars is played by Ryan Gosling, who's done extraordinary work before, especially in The Believer and Half Nelson, but his comic sensibility here is still quite startling. His character is simply rooted in every moment, though there's nothing simple about Lars's fantasy life with Bianca or his response to being touched by a therapist physically and emotionally in one of the best therapy sequences you've ever seen. Just as that life with Bianca grows out of need, Ryan Gosling's portrayal grows out of judgment-free revelation. He lets us in on the safe, sweet pleasure Lars takes from his ostensibly inanimate inamorata. All the other performances are exceptional, too. Paul Schneider plays Gus, Lars's older brother, who managed barely to escape his family's dire destiny. Gus's emotional range remains fairly narrow, but within that range, Schneider has great fun with his character's skepticism. Gus is our surrogate and all of this goofiness, but he also explores his buried guilt and essential decency. Gus's wife, Karen, is played with exquisite ardor by Emily Mortimer. Karen is much easier to decode. Her first impulse is to open herself to the lives of others, so she leads the charge to embrace Bianca as a palpable creature of Lars's inner life. Kelly Garner's Margot is a smaller role, the ingenue who competes with Bianca for Lars's affection, but Garner fills it with an unaffected sweetness that reminded me of the young Shelley Duval. Then there's the divine Patricia Clarkson, droll, dry, and precise, yet mysteriously intense. She plays Dagmar, the town's physician, who's also a psychologist. Clarkson is an actor's actor. Among her many gifts is a peerless talent for listening, which is perfect for Dagmar's sessions with Lars. One of the movie's most delicious lines is also the most understated. 
It comes after the doctor meets Bianca and listens to Lars extolling her virtues. He appears, Dagmar says, to have a delusion. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a brand new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.